Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Now it's working. <laughs> oh God! Do you know what though? It's gonna be. It's gonna be so many little bumps until we get it right. Now we're not in a studio. Yeah. Do you know what the good thing about um, this? this mixer and stuff i've just bought a home podcasting studio which is what me and danny are discussing right now <laughs> yeah um we had to update with the corona times well yeah and as well like it was something we needed to do anyway wasn't it because the studios that we were using one of them was relatively central but was hard to get bookings in and the other one was so far away <clears throat> that because we didn't mind doing it but it was getting our guests to get there and oh it was just a bloody nightmare so hopefully once we're able to um to see each other in person again and we can just plug a couple of mics in yeah. this is going to be the way to go now definitely and it will make it a lot easier doing like the member episodes and stuff as well um just a quick little plug um guys i have got we have got a whole new uh, members feed on the website where there'll be like extra episodes of the podcast um as well as like n- a lot a lot of naked goodies not of me obviously <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah lots of like only fans exclusives uh not safe for work quizzes like there's lots on there compilation videos so yeah check it out check it out that's exciting yeah it's been a lot of work but um it's kind of been all right because obviously i haven't been doing any stand-up and then we stopped doing um podcasting for a bit as well so it sort of worked out all right do you know what though we were planning to have a little break with the podcast anyway though weren't we we were going to have a little bit of like a month or a six week break we were, yeah. to kind of rejig anyway and we basically just had that it was just out of our control when it was going to be i think we were planning it a little bit later but Either way, we're back, we're bad, we're nationwide. We are back, bitch. (laughs) Yeah, finally. And oh my God, look, I have these cool new buttons now. Oh, it didn't work. Oh, wow. (laughs) Hey. Oh, I love our little sex lady. You're listening to Cocktails (laughs) and Confessions. So we Yay! Have, <laughs> we can have all kind of sound effects. So like when Mark cracks a shit joke, we can just play the crickets. Um, oh my God, amazing. That'll be perfect for Mark. <laughs> or when we throw shade, we can have the RuPaul. <laughs> yeah. You know, like the rattlesnake. I feel like I just want to steal all of the RuPaul sound effects, to be honest. I mean, we could definitely get them or they're about. Yeah. I, I don't think they're going to be copyrighted, right? She's not going to copyright sounds. I'd known RuPaul, I would not be surprised. Yeah, that's true. Who cares? We'll make our own. Yeah. <laughs> With our mouths. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so how are you? I haven't probably spoken to you really since we locked down. Oh my God, yeah, I know. It's been ages. Um, I've been all right, actually, to be honest. Um, I'll be honest, uh, um, the, the lockdown horn is getting to me. Oh, really? Big time. Like, everybody I speak to as well, they're like, I am masturbating, like, five times a day. Oh, my God, really? Yeah, like, it's, obviously, there's only so much you can masturbate, but... <laughs> Do you know what? I I know this sounds super, like, square of me. I very, very rarely do. Like, I'm talking maybe once a month kind of vibe. Do you masturbate? Yeah. Shut up. Is that just because you've got a boyfriend, though? Um, that and and as well, like the hormones just completely get rid of anything 
um, anything like any like sex drive, to be honest. So for me, like like sex drive is such a um, like mental tune in thing. Like there's never any kind of like involuntary movement down there. It's always when I'm like, okay, now it's now it's happening. Okay. It doesn't even it doesn't even come into my mind unless something is physically in front of me. Um, so yeah, no, it's, it's, that must be it's really strange. Well, I mean, because I, because I transitioned when I was like fucking in my teens, it's all I really know. Yeah. So, um, but I think that's why like my, especially my early twenties, I was just like fucking rampant. Um, because it just became like a mental, a, a different type of mental stimulation, you know. But that's what I was thinking. I was thinking you don't seem like you've got a low sex drive, babe. <laughs> I know, I know, especially from my um, from my party days. But um, yeah, I don't know. I think I would. I don't know. Not to get too deep. I think for a long time I replaced emotion with sex and like just getting close to somewhere. And I guess whether that be like sober or not. Yeah, so. well, I mean, I have to say, like, even just, not that you were ever miserable, but even just being with Alex, you, oh, sorry, should I beat that out? <laughs> no, 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 you can say his name. I oh. say his name all the time. I just, I don't post his um, Instagram users okay. anywhere because, yeah, I don't know if you saw the other day, a couple of people asked me about it online. And, um, and like, the sole reason for that is just that, um, I just don't want to, I don't want to expose him to the type of things that I have sent to me. I have some really vile things sent to me in terms of like just super over-sexualized stuff. And so I just don't think it's fair that he just gets like put into that world, you know? Well, that's the thing, like if you're, if you're posting it to a bigger like social media audience, then it's just, and you've, like you say, you've got them vulture trans and gays latching onto your man well yeah i mean like when when alex and i were first together not first together we've probably been together for a few months um i had posted a picture and he commented on it something like my beautiful girlfriend or something like that and um within a day he um he had somebody send him a picture of their arsehole like a gay guy sent him a picture of his hole and said, um, and said, when you're done with that plastic bitch, why don't you slice it into me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <gasps> and now oh listen, like, I know that Alex is a very like worldly person in terms of like his progressiveness with our relationship, but he has never been exposed to things like that. He's just quite not. He's quite innocent to it all, and it's just not really been his world ever. And he's like nearly forty. And then we were sat on a train from Manchester to London and his face just dropped. And I said, what? And he said, I've just had this message. And he showed it to me. I just couldn't believe it. Like, couldn't believe it. And then I, I, I took the boy's username, typed it into my Instagram. And, um, and the boy had been following me for like two years and had been replying to my stories for two years. I hadn't seen because I'd just been going into the request box. And, um, yeah, he's just seen Alex. And... Well, it sounds like you um, are making a good decision with regards to not posting his social media handle. I'm still quite fascinated by the, like, just the mental logistics behind the horniness. You've got it lucky oh, well, right I mean... now. <laughs> oh my god, completely. Yeah, but like I say, like it's just it's just not massive, a massive thing that comes straight into my head. And I think because I'm so happy now emotionally. 
I don't have to replace a lack of emotional stimulation with um, the way I used to, you know. Yeah, totally. Well, because I used to be a right goer. Oh God! It's literally getting to like <laughs> it's your wanks end up getting like really vanilla because you're just so desperate for any sort of human touch. Oh, babe. But there are people <laughs> that are still doing it, you know. Not that I condone it, but there are still people around and about, aren't there? Oh, my God. Did you see the whole uh, meth gala thing? Right. So I saw you write this word, meth gala, and I didn't know what it was straight away. And it only clicked when I was in the shower just before we started recording. Was this the people in New York who threw the party and just took loads of Tina and had a big sex party? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know if we can like legally say that's what they were doing, but they were definitely having like a circuit party in their flat. And it was the same night as the Met Gala. Right, so they're calling it the Met Gala. <laughs> I don't think they are. I think the people who watched it are calling it that. <laughs> well, I mean, it's accurate, isn't it? It's not as if they were all doing it sober. <laughs> Um, and then, yeah, there weren't too many lemonades. And then the um, the DJ of the party had basically like went and did like a whole like apology video, and <laughs> he doesn't look. I would I would say that he doesn't really seem sober in doing the video. Oh no way! Just in that he's like tripping over his words a little bit, like he says the wrong words maybe like six or seven times in like a ten minute video. Oh, I haven't seen this. That's that's so funny. I mean, it's not funny that they were like, deny- because New York especially is one of the worst places hit in America, worst, worst places that's been hit in America. But um, yeah, look at I how like, all the I, fucking accommodation is I just do- stacked up on top of each other. At least in London, it's only central London. Manhattan is yeah, just... which is where I've been amongst the thick of it. Yeah, true. Um, I'm but, in the city, aren't I? So, what do you? How do you feel about with regards to like people shaming people who are breaking the lockdown rules and things like that? Well, I mean, I'm speaking as somebody who's had the virus, so I, I, and I, so I had it about five weeks ago, um, and my experience with it, I, I think I had it quite mildly. Like, I only had two or three days, really, of proper downtime. Um, but it's really, really hard because I don't agree with the sanctimonious posts where it's like right. taking pictures of people walking down the street and being like, what are you doing? As if like people are so much better. But like when I had it, I didn't want really to tell people that I had it at the time that I had it because like I've been splitting my time between my house and Alex's house. And I didn't want people to be like, well, you should have stayed at home blah, 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 because I walked to and from Alex's and we were both seeing each other in through all of it, you know. So I didn't post in fear that people would try and shame me. Um, and I was like, I just dealt with the virus, you know, I just dealt with it and got on with it. Um, but I do see a lot of these people on Instagram that are guilty of just acting so superior. And you should oh, fuck off. Yeah. I mean, I do think, you know, if you're going to throw like a circuit party in in your house, then obviously just don't take pictures of it and put it on social media. At the end of the day, what people want to do, really, it's not actually any of our business. Um, But yeah, I mean, if you're going to put it on, if you're going to put it on social media, then yeah, you've got to, you've got to expect to be dragged. 
But also there's a difference between... I mean, I between... obviously don't advocate for people breaking it on that level of a scale. That's um, what I was going to say. Have... It's a bit of a difference between like, you know, you going to see your boyfriend who lives in another household. Like I go to see my sister. She lives in the next road. My nieces and my brother yeah. are there. So effectively, we've all kind of been quarantining together, but just over two houses. That's kind of the way that Alex and I thought of it. Yeah, we're just like, well, we're still not seeing other people. It was just each other. Um, he definitely gave it to me, though. He had it first, and then I got it. But, I mean, I don't... Um, 100% he gave it to me. Um, I mean, like I say, I don't advocate that people break rules, and, and different countries are applying things different, differently. Like, you look at other countries that haven't even had a lockdown, and everywhere is different. But I just think, oh, give it a rest. Like, nobody's better than anybody in this. Like, we're all just making decisions off of the information that we have and the moral compass that we possess. And when I see people being so like, I'm better than you because I haven't bloody wiped my arse in fucking four weeks or whatever they want to say, I just think, oh, shut up. Honestly, I do think it gets too much. And even like, yeah, just it, I can understand how it would like give you paranoia about people thinking certain things of you because even I get it when I'm not breaking the rules necessarily but like if I go to do my shopping and I forget my mask I'm suddenly like oh my god people are looking at me because I don't have my mask yeah yeah I mean they they still haven't clarified that if you have had the virus if you're immune like they still haven't proven it one way or the other right but when I just after I got over it so like a week after I'd had it um there was a lot of news stories being like, well, if you've had it, you can go back to work. We're going to issue immunity certificates. Like that's not the conversations that we're having now, but at that time period it was. And yeah. honestly, I've never felt more invincible in my whole fucking life. I was basically like <laughs> lick it, licking the shelves in m because I just felt like, oh, well, I've had it now. So. Wait, you've never felt more invincible, but aren't you on prep? Uh, you know, I was for a long time. Before Alex, I was on, I was on prep for a, a solid two years. Do you know what, though, with prep, I just, there's, I find it really interesting with prep. I mean, I know that's off topic to Corona, but I just think, especially in the, um, I'm going to say the LGBT community rather than just the gay community, because I think it also applies to trans women, sure. even though that's taboo to say that it does, but it does, because we're having sex in the same way. For the most part, we are, we are having sex in the same way. So, yeah, I mean, I just think that, like, if you're a single person um, that's just living their life, you know, whatever, and you can get prep if it's available to you, why wouldn't you? Like, why would you not just go like, okay, this has no, no adverse side effects. And I, I don't know, you know. People have told me that it fucks with their mental health and they said that it gives them the shits and it fucks up their like stools. <laughs> when I got on when I got on prep, I had about two days where I had an upset stomach. But other than that, I took it for at least a year and a half, if not two years. Yeah. Um, and I was completely fine. But saying that though, I'm batshit crazy anyway. So no. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, on that subject, it is actually mental health week. It is indeed, yeah. I always get confused because I feel like they do one in November as well. Oh my god, there's just a week, there's, there's a week or a day for everything now, isn't there? Yeah. Like I'm, like I'm, I'm in support of some of them, but some of them just take it so far, you know. Um, one that I'm, I'm in support of, and I did a video with Think the Pink, but I saw the, um, the last week was International Day, uh, International Day 
is it? International Anti-Homophobia and Transphobia Day. And the, the synonym for it or whatever it's called is, is like Idahop or something. And um, I woke up in the morning, I was with Alex and he'd been scrolling through Instagram already and he turned to me and he's like, what? The, what is Idahop? And I was like, I don't know. How the fuck would I know what that is? And then he showed me a picture of like gays in the street with a hashtag over the top of it being like, Idahop. Like, what the fuck? And now we've got this whole new day of International Day Against Homophobia and Transphobia. Oh, I kind of thought that was a bit like what Pride was for, but... Well, I mean, I, I, I mean, is there any reason to be proud when you're this shameful? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but, I don't know, I just feel like another anti. Obviously, it doesn't hurt our community at all. I welcome any sort of activism that benefits us, but... Yeah, I agree. It can definitely be an excess of some sort. Um, yeah, I mean, it was kind of good because um, it, that, that day happened in what is the thick of this conversation that we're currently having in the trans community regarding the outlines of legislation that the Equalities Minister is trying to put in place, which would um, consequently would remove healthcare for under 18s with anything to do with being trans and would prevent people like me being able to use the female restrooms, changing rooms, trans men wouldn't be able to go into the men's. This like Tory MP is trying to take our rights away. So to have that day within the middle of this conversation right. and this campaign where we're trying to go against it, um, it kind of just opened up an additional avenue to be like, this is the day against transphobia. And here's another thing, we're being attacked, you know? So yeah. it was kind of, ha it was handy in a way, but it was the first time I'd ever heard of it. Yeah, I, I agree. I did, do you know what, with things like that, especially like the whole bar from Dubai, I just, it sends me like mentally just like, what the fuck? Like, like if, if you think like men are going to go into women's changing rooms and like, start molesting the women or whatever you think they're going to do in there they're going to do that anyway babe no man is going to go through the whole entire process of changing their name or changing their gender by depot and all of this just to be a pervert like it just puts the conversation like 20 years back mm. and the fact that currently we're locked down and we can't march in the street for our rights makes it even harder when she announced this in the middle of eight and it's supposed to, uh, in her view, the plans will be laid out for a fact by the end of September, beginning of October, which is probably when we're going to be locked down until <laughs> realistically. I mean, like, it's really, really hard. And to see, to be honest, like, I don't, I don't feel like the legislation would affect my own life, but that's entirely that's point, through my yeah. own. No, it's, it's not the point at all, um, because... What, the reason it won't affect my life is through what I recognise as my own privilege within a situation. However, I look at I look at what she's doing, and I just think of the twelve year old that's struggling to understand why their body's changing in a way that it is, and then look look on the news and saying you're going to have to use a male bathroom for the rest of your life, regardless of what you go through. You know, like it's that's just disgusting. it's so damaging for kids, like. It's hard enough. Like the thing is, as well. But also, is, like, how how would sorry, you cope I, with like going into a men's bathroom? I feel like I you would walk into a men's like, bathroom and they would literally be like, "You do you you're not supposed to be in here." <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like, would you rather me be at the, the urinal next to your husband or in the cubicle two doors down from you? Like, what? Yeah. Where is your mind? 
You know, it makes no sense. And as well, like, the, what I don't understand, we're having so many of these trans conversations now, is being trans affects one in a 100,000 people. We make up, in the UK, we make up point. Not three of the population. Like we are such a tiny group of people that the logic in attacking us constantly by Tories just going after us, it, it almost makes as much sense as if I was to say like, I fucking hate Eskimos. You know, like yeah. who, Eskimos ain't doing shit to anybody and neither are, neither are trans people. Like we're literally just trying to survive and be happy. Yeah. There's there, like the number of cases where a trans person has been involved in anything related to a bathroom or a changing room is so minuscule. There's, and yet there are thousands more that are just men, just men walking into fucking women's spaces and attacking somebody. That's not us. Yeah. So it just makes no sense to me why they got, why, why such a small group of people that I'm a part of is being attacked. Like I just don't, I'm quite a logical person. Um, I just don't think it's ever going to be something you're going to be able to understand because people that have that mentality, it's not. that's not how we live our lives and that's not how we see things. So we're never really going to understand that. Um, well, continuing on the theme of like mental health and stuff, is there anything you've kind of like struggled with in, in lockdown? I think. Um, y- yes and no. I mean, quite early into the... Into the into the lockdown, my relationship with the um, the people I live with broke down completely. Right, um, so we haven't even spoke about this, have we? No, no, we haven't. I'm not going to speak about it in depth because even though I know they don't listen, I know that people that they know do listen. Well, I really um, want to do an episode on toxic friendships. Will you talk about it then? <laughs> oh, honey, I'm locked and loaded for that one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm coming with full belt of bullets to that conversation. <laughs> um, but in terms of um, like mentality that went with that, I never really, I'm never able to um, see friendships of mine um, dissolve. It, I find it very, very difficult. And it gives me this like separation anxiety. I get really weird about it. And so when that happened, I found myself like, having arguments with them but only in my head like what it wasn't happening but like I would be fully like rever- like rehearsing for it right, yeah. and then and then I'm, I realized like probably about a weekend to, to me doing this every day how negative it was making my mindset it was really really like messing me up so I just packed my bags and I went to Alex's for like five days and it was all I needed to get an external point of view. For it. And I'm so lucky because a lot of people can't get out of their situations. But I think, um, I don't know, I just think there's so many things that have come out of this lockdown that have made people evaluate everything and see things in a completely different way. Like I see everything so differently just from the last seven weeks. How about you? Have you been struggling with anything? Um, I don't know. Do you know what? Well, I've... I haven't, I didn't struggle for like a good, like maybe like the first five, six weeks because obviously I feel like I am the queen of isolation and not because like I don't go out or anything, but maybe say like a couple years ago when I wasn't making money from the blog, 
but I still had to kind of run everything. I would be like indoors. And really the only time I would leave the house is to go to the gym. Um, mm-hmm. And then because I wasn't really making much money, I didn't have that um, opportunity to go and socialize on the weekends. So it's basically sure. what we're going through now, except, you know, I people have money in their banks now. So it's still a little bit different because at least you can kind of online shop <laughs> to sort of offset it. Oh, my God. The online shopping is out of control. Is it out of control? Like, <laughs> yeah. like, like, what am I doing? I keep ordering things and then they come and I just think, what? why do I think this is okay? You know, yesterday, <laughs> yesterday I ordered an at-home laser hair removal system um, for £350. <laughs> and, I did, and I did it on a whim. Just like, yeah, sure, I can do that. Well, you know, you but you do save money when you're in isolation, obviously, because you're not going out and doing stuff. But would you, yeah, did you use I, it though? Well, yeah, I'm gonna. I need to get rid of. I want to get rid of my. I want to come out of this like nose to toes, like a baby dolphin, like no hair, like completely hair free. I'm ready to go. But like other things, like in my spending, I signed up to do something that has basically is going to cost me thousands and thousands as well. And I'm just like, yeah, I can do that. What? No, I can't. I signed up to study for my degree as well. So I'm studying again. And right. then but, what's the degree? Um, it's called CIPD, which is basically like high level people management. Um, so you know how I like I headhunt people already. So it's just kind of taking it one step further so I can become like the um, head of people for a company or something. Yeah, in terms of spending, like that um that this machine and I swear to God, I'm getting like an ASOS package a couple of times a week. Oh my God, yeah, I paid for that yearly delivery and I'm just rinsing that right now. But yeah, no, so really, I don't think, I didn't really struggle that much until kind of probably a bit more recently. And then even though I'd sort of been seeing like a uh, family that lived close by and stuff, um, and we did like a social distancing outdoor birthday for like my friend's 30th a couple of weeks ago. And do you know what? I just really funnily, like oddly, I came across something on Twitter and um, it was just this girl and she'd basically done a video for TikTok. And she was like, hey guys, like, welcome to my depression pad. And then filmed all around her bedroom. And she was like, here are four cups with mold in. Here is my boyfriend's toothbrush on the floor next to my dirty knickers. Did you see this? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then... underneath that it kind of like ignited a debate between people where people were like that's disgusting like and then other people like she's literally just said like depression pad like what's your problem and it was funny because uh, back when I wasn't like making money from the site and things my room was just a constant tick and it hadn't it didn't ever really click with me that like my messy bedroom might be a symptom of my depression even though I know like you don't want to do household chores and things. I just hadn't really thought about it. I just kind of thought I was a bit of a messy person. Um, oh no, like messy space, messy mind. Oh sure. my God, yeah, literally. But I feel like it works both ways as well because if you don't clean, you get like a cluttered mind. But then if you have like mental health issues, you don't want to clean. So it kind of becomes that cycle a bit. Totally. Um, so yeah, I kind of thought about that and I was like, oh my God, like, I literally never thought about that. So I was like, do you know what? I'm actually going to like move my room around a bit and just have a spring clean. And I felt like a new woman straight away. Oh, good. Yeah. I mean, I, I, my, my, my room's never been fucking cleaner. Like I said, we're not, we're not really, um, 
on bed terms with my flat, so the rest of the flats don't care. But my bedroom's yeah. fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> but I got the odd like I painted it the first. I painted my room first week of lockdown. So I was like, oh, there we go, job done. And here I am two months later, like, oh, what now? Yeah, but do you know what? Honestly, I feel like a good like a good dust and a clean, not just a tidy. It really does do wonders. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, Again, though, like t- tidy house, tidy mind. Yeah, and I just think. You know, I just even if I ever think I'm sort of having a bit of a tough time with things, I always try and remember that there are just like worse off people. Like it's I constantly keep seeing in the news about like, you know, LGBT people or victims of domestic violence who are now like trapped in their houses. Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like we're we're lucky. We're lucky. We, we are very lucky, lucky, yeah. You are constantly. Yeah. I mean what's a cunty flatmate compared to domestic violence? Yeah, totally. I mean, the only issue with domestic violence would be me going after them, which is nice. But, no. <laughs> but did you actually? Um, no, no, no. I'm joking. Um, <laughs> maybe cut Aww. that. Um, <laughs> but um, no, I mean, we're we're so lucky. Like, me and Alex have had kind of down times as well because for him, his work is such. Um, his work is who he is. Um, and the gym is who he is and, and all of that. And he's really struggled with getting down um, as well. I, um, I really miss so the gym. So I totally get that. Like I really miss, I'm finding it really hard to work out at home. I'm just absolutely not doing it. I keep seeing these videos of, of my friends doing their little inspirational daily routines on Instagram, which also absolutely loathe. Yeah. And it's making um, you feel bad, right? Because you're not doing it. I'm just not doing it. Yeah, I went for a run a couple of times right at the beginning of lockdown um, because I'm normally a runner anyway, but I actually feel way less motivated to run now than I did when I was working. When I was working, it was like a routine of, okay, work, work, run, do this, do that, you know, like it was a whole thing. And now I'm just, and do you know what's so funny? We were talking about this the other day, really not seeing that much of a huge difference in my body. Yeah. Like, what am I, what was I doing it all for? Like, all I'm noticing is, like, what was firm is now a bit softer. And I've probably put on a couple of pounds. But on the grand scale of things, who fucking cares? Like, yeah. who cares? But do you know what, though? I do, I sort of read this thing the other day on Vice as well, which made me think. And it was called, like, um, control aversion. So basically how we're locked indoors and then the government are basically saying, oh, do your home workouts. Uh, turn on a cookery show on instagram live learn a new recipe learn a language and they're like basically telling us to do all our thing do all of these things when the reality is that you know things are so bleak outside that you, some days we don't want to get up and we don't want to do shit and i think when you see like all of that influx of people doing everything on instagram it can just make you feel even worse yeah totally but it's Absolutely, almost because yeah. because the government are like oh you know, do this home workout. We're like, bitch, I don't want to do the fucking home workout. I will do this on my own time. Yeah, and also I just don't want to fucking do squats on my floor and shit. Like the whole routine of going to the gym and that being where you work out and having that as the space that you do that in, like that works. But I don't want to do that in my house. Yeah. Well, like that's why you just get depressed anyway, isn't it? Because you're working at home, you're living at home, you're just in the same place all the time. I'm like... Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I know... We're not supposed to be saying it, but I actually love not working. I've got to say it. I'm just calling it. <coughs> I love not working. Sorry, I literally choked on my prosecco. <laughs> I'm like, Who? I love it. Why? Yeah, but doesn't doesn't everyone? Especially when we have the occasional group chat or whatever, and they're like, "Oh, I miss you. I miss what." 
Absolutely not. I am having a lovely time. Leave me off. I'm fine. Yeah, I mean... Especially with this weather. Oh, my God, living for this weather. Yeah, the only thing is with this weather, is I think I'm getting the... Um, your ball I should stuck be to your leg. <laughs> <laughs> no, babe, they're sellotaped to the bottom of my back. Um, <laughs> But yeah, no, I mean, the only thing that I have with the weather is when I'm not doing something, I'm not outside and it is really hot, I get really anxious and I'm like, I should be outside, I should be doing something, I should, I should, I should, I you know? I get too, yeah. So, I mean, I think that's a good a good point for just for, say, like other people who are depressed at home or are going through like mental health issues while they're in lockdown, obviously get outside is a good one. Um, but, yeah. But I do feel like a lot of the time, you know, we're kind of given advice that not all people can adhere to. Like they might say, oh, you know, stay in touch with your friends. But if people don't have that many friends, then <laughs> that's kind of a moot point. Yeah, for sure. I think as well, like for the most part, m- almost everybody is sick of Netflix now as well. Like I, d- I don't think that watching anything. I do think um, it sounds, it might sound silly, but like a, a few people have even been to me like, oh yeah, you know, like I haven't been showering for a couple days. And obviously that is perfectly fine because do what you fucking want. And I feel like the people that are saying that to me are the kind of people who shower every day normally. So I'm like, do you know, if you want to be like a bit of a slob and not shower for a couple of days, like that's kind of your business. But mm, I don't know where I stand on that. I think that there is definitely a benefit in getting up in the morning, making your bed, having a shower. And even if it's just to sit at home, you've done something. Totally. Like I believe. Like totally. I believe but that. I think I think a couple of days, like, you know, if you don't feel in the mood, don't beat yourself up about that. Like, don't yeah, be, don't be say- harsh on yourself. But, you know, at the same time. Like, don't get redundant with it. Like, them little things are the things, as you say, that, you know, go a long way and stop you slipping into Yeah, and into they kind that. of help with your self-worth as well. Like, oh, even totally. in only a really small, small, small way. Totally. Um, I would just say that my only advice would be, and obviously I'm not like a fountain of knowledge, but my only advice would be um, that the only person who's putting pressure on yourself to do anything is yourself. Like, <clears throat> like all of the social media clout and all of that, most of it's not real. Yeah. Like most things on social media are not real. Like people show you what they want you to see, and the rest of the time they're just sat around just as bored as you are. So don't like torture yourself because you're not writing a book or coming up with a new career plan or whatever it is that other people are doing, you know? Yeah, totally. I think that's a good point as well. It's not necessarily like the pressure that we feel, it's we're allowing ourselves to feel that way sometimes. Absolutely. I know it's difficult. Obviously, I fall into it as well. Yeah. The one thing I've really started doing with, I I don't know, I've kind of battled with Instagram over the last couple of months. I have these moments where I just want to delete everything and just not be on it anymore. Um, I don't think I will because it's a good source of like like a little bit of income that comes in off of it. But I now... Before I post anything, whether it be story or post or whatever, or anything social media, I honestly ask myself, who cares about this? Like, is this something that people actually will be interested to see? Oh, but or in that case, you might day? as well just delete your account. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> but like, I, like yesterday, I, um, I made... Um, crispy fries out of courgettes instead of potato and they were so good and I was about to post a picture of them on Instagram 
on my story, and then I was like, no one cares. I do, and I just didn't. So like, nobody cares about this. Nobody wants to know what I'm eating, so I don't need to do it. So now I'm just posting things when I think that they're definitely funny or when I'm engaging with people on it. But Well, I think another good oh way God. to think about it is, like, how... Uh, people who see this post, how is this post going to make people feel? I think you could post your food, but people don't give a fuck about it unless you put the recipe. If you put the recipe underneath, then it's like a helpful thing for people to take something away from. Yeah. I, I, I saw a friend of mine, I'm not going to name them. She was um, videoing her cat walking along the fence outside from her bedroom window. No contact. With about four with about four stories of a cat walking on the fence. And I thought, oh, you're really somebody who could benefit from asking yourself, who gives a fuck? <laughs> I don't know. I was kind of interested when you said the cat was walking along the fence. I was like, oh, what kind of fence? How high? What, what? <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll, I'll send you her Instagram after this. Yeah. Did the cat fall? Did the cat die? <laughs> no, it was literally just a cat walking along the fucking fence. Oh. And I was just watching it. I was thinking, you've wasted your time posting it, and then you've wasted my time by making you watch it. So it's, <laughs> it's true D- time wasted on both ends honey mm-hmm. it. well we're getting towards the end of the episode obviously neither myself nor danny are like healthcare professionals or psychologists so we can't really tell anybody exactly what to do to make themselves feel better obviously i'm sure a lot of places would tell people to like meditate and to exercise and you know it can just be difficult i think because sometimes there are days when people are like i don't want to fucking meditate but speaking from my experience and I was one of those people who didn't want to meditate when I when I kind of reached a point where I was like I can't be like this fucking anxious like I think for me when I need to meditate is when I start feeling overwhelmed because I've got lots of things on and my mind is just like I can't do it so yeah and I think for me I sometimes I have to get quite desperate to do it but then it helps me. And then after that, I kind of don't need it for a while. So even if, you know, you just use it as a temporary resolution, if you are feeling overwhelmed, I think that can be quite helpful. I've, I've never been any good at meditation. I just can't switch my mind off when I've tried to do it. It's very difficult. It does It does get easier, obviously, the more you do it. But I, like you say, I understand that there are people who are just like, I just can't do this. Did you try yoga? How did you get along with that? Well... I went, see, I went to yoga classes a couple of years ago and I absolutely hated it. I was going solely, to, basically, to, to, so, I knew, so I knew that I was doing yoga. That was the only reason I was going years ago. And I hated the instructor. She was this really mean lesbian. And I just didn't like it. Um, and so I tried again during lockdown. I tried once, hated it, didn't bother again. Can't be asked. <laughs> I love <laughs> yoga. I feel great after it. <laughs> I just can't get into it. Just can't. I wouldn't, don't get me wrong, I would not be doing no, like, Zoom yoga. It's like, fuck that, but... Yeah, I'm... Yeah, no. Not for me. Not, not for One me, thing I am... I, I am seeing a couple of people that I know do it that be guilty of is that they're drinking so much during lockdown. Yeah. What's the point? It's just something to do, isn't it? I think drinking, it's like a boredom thing a lot of the time, a bit like smoking. And I think, as well, just remember that, like it's not just you like there are so many people going through this like we're all going through lockdown horn unless you've been like one of the hoes at the meth gala <laughs> we're all feeling like 
anxious with regards to not knowing what's going to happen in the future we're all probably or a lot of us are feeling not good enough compared to like the insta thoughts and but yeah i just think yeah just... I, I think the one good thing about that that is in this situation is that we're all fucked in one way or another so we're all fucked together yeah exactly unity Unity. And do you know what is nice as well? When you do go out on a Thursday night to do the clap for the NHS, is when your neighbours are out as well and they're all standing there, they're all like, hi, you're right, you're right. It's like a nice bit of sense of community there too. Oh, see, nobody on my street does. But that's because I literally live on like a main road in the city. So I I don't look across at anything residential. I actually look across at a hospital, which is ironic. that nobody's out clapping but yeah nobody doesn't oh literally you should be clapping like people could they could literally hear your claps <laughs> <laughs> you know what though i haven't noticed at the hospital i have noticed a few more ambulances than usual but it hasn't been crazy i literally live directly opposite like literally just told everyone where you live <laughs> yeah but you don't know which one <laughs> i don't know i don't know i only know of one hospital in east london oh well yeah i live in that one <laughs> <laughs> Oh, do you know what? It's been really good to be back on the mic. Yeah, yeah. We can start trying to get them in a bit more regular now as well, which is good. Especially now the equipment's here, we're all good. Yeah, um, and obviously I just want to like say to the listeners that, you know, I'm sure this episode probably wasn't the best audio quality, but I have literally just put this together like a couple of days ago. So I'm still like yeah, figuring I'm things like, out. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, okay. Like, you can hear us, you know what we're saying. <laughs> uh, listen back to it first and then we'll uh, <laughs> confirm that yeah that's true <laughs> yeah. that's true yeah um, and yeah, do, do you know what we're going to have like some like banging sound effects I'm just going to like press one of the buttons and see what it does okay oh oh <laughs> oh <laughs> I'm way too easily amused um, <laughs> and I just want to do our member shout outs quickly uh, you know if you guys are enjoying the podcast and you want to support us help the podcast continue going as well as reap a ton of other member benefits you can sign up via cocktailsandcocktalk.com under the members tab and you'll get shout outs and extra episodes and things like that so uh, on that note I just want to say a very big thank you to Ron Flavin, Wally Reese, Antoine Thomas, Shaquille Prasad, Thomas Brooks, Bradley Henning, Sean Walter and and the producers of this episode, Donovan Funston and Gabriel Ortiz. But yeah, so we will be back uh, next week. Um, if you want to follow us on social media, we are at Cocktails Confessions. I'm at Jalay Slays. And Danny? I am at Danny St. James. Not open like the park anymore. Oh no, the park is probably still open, right? Oh, I dropped it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So I'm at Danny St. James, like the park, and just as easy to get into. <laughs> Unless it's after dusk. <laughs> I'm like the park, regularly patrolled by the police. <laughs> so we will see you guys next time. Oh, no, we will hear you. We will speak to you guys <laughs> <laughs> next time. <laughs> bye. Okay. Bye, everyone. Stay safe. Stay safe, people. Bye. Bye. And if you or someone you know is experiencing mental health issues, you can contact the Samaritans on 116123, which is a free number from any phone, and they're open 24 hours a day, uh, every day of the year. 
And there's also um, LGBT Foundation, who you can contact if you know your problems, if you want to speak to somebody who's maybe a bit more trained with speaking with minorities and things, and they have a helpline which you can call, which is open Monday to Friday, which is 0345-330-3030. You can also find other um, more localised helplines through the NHS website. 